Hi, I'm Julia. Hi, I'm Maddie. And welcome to Too Much Lime Podcast. So this podcast will have a couple of different approaches. We overall want to be a source of compassion and hope for those of you with chronic illness or invisible illness, or even if you have a family member or a friend who's dealing with it to just be able to understand what goes on a little bit more behind closed doors. But on the other hand, we also want to be a place of information. So we're going to interview members of Lyme organizations and kind of highlight evolving trends that are going on in those areas, as well as speak with some Lyme doctors and researchers to hopefully provide you guys a perspective on the mechanisms of the Lyme bacteria and its influence on different systems of the body. So we're going to tell you a little bit about us. I'm Julia. I'm from upstate New York. I think that I contracted Lyme around middle school or high school. Um, I never found a tick bite like many people, but, you know, living in upstate New York and I went to high school in Massachusetts, so I was around a lot of ticks. Um, I began to develop symptoms my freshman year of college and have been an active patient since 2016. Um, I now live in Boulder, Colorado, and I am currently studying integrative applied clinical nutrition and hoping to eventually get a doctorate in clinical nutrition and work with Lyme disease patients and other chronic illness patients to help them get to the root cause of different issues and slowly heal from different illnesses. I love that. I think finding the root cause and focusing on, you know, foods that can help heal you is fantastic. So I'm excited for you to do that, Julia. I am Maddie and I'm also from upstate New York. I started to get sick and probably contracted Lyme around the age of nine or 10. And I struggled with kind of the myriad of symptoms that people get with Lyme disease, all of the weird ones that are really hard to pinned down. And I just kind of thought that I couldn't handle my life as well as everybody else handled theirs. But then I got really sick in 2017, which was my sophomore year of college. And from there kind of went on this quest to get diagnosed in 2018. And I've been an active Lyme patient ever since. So next year I'm planning to go to law school and focus on public health law which is kind of a new career, but with the coronavirus, it's obviously getting much more attention. So I'm hoping to take some of that momentum and bring it to the challenges that Lyme patients face. And so I'm looking forward to that and getting excited. This podcast is also in conjunction with the Global Lyme Alliance. We are both Global Lyme Alliance ambassadors, and it's an organization that we both feel very passionate about, and we really love the work that they're doing. If you don't know much about GLA, it is one of the leading nonprofits dedicated to Lyme and other tick-borne diseases. Um, They fund research, offer education and awareness programs, support patients and caregivers personally, and have been looking through treatment prevention and eventually a cure. Their mission is to improve the quality of life for those who suffer from Lyme and other tick-borne diseases. Their website is very helpful if you want to check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, and also um, one thing that I love about their website is they have a find a doctor by region, um, and they can point you to a lot of Lyme literate doctors 
that's super important if you're developing uh, Lyme disease or, you know, suspect that you might have it. Now we're going to chat just a little bit about, you know, how Lyme has impacted each of our lives. Um, It's definitely not something either of us planned for, but having had it for several years for the two of us, um, it's definitely had some big impacts on each of our lives. So Maddie, if you want to tell us a couple. Yeah. So some of the major changes that have come about as a result of my Lyme diagnosis has been um, actually changing career paths. So I went to school studying Arabic and international relations, and I was focusing on going into a counterterrorism career either with the government or with a private sector organization. Um, And then I got really sick in 2017, which was my sophomore year of college. And um, through treatment, and as I started to get a little bit better, I just kind of recognized all of the inequities in the healthcare system in general, but also with Lyme patients and the ability to access quality care um, and how there's a lot of conflicts of interest with research and those who approve guidelines for treatment um, within the government and things like that. And so I wanted to focus my career on making as big of a difference for that as I could which kind of brought me to decide that I was going to go to law school. And, you know, focusing on public health law is a newer career, but obviously with the coronavirus and things like that, it's becoming more prevalent. So I'd like to bring some of that attention and that momentum to Lyme disease and chronic illness in general, because Julia, I mean, I'm sure you've had this before where doctors say, you know, well, you know, this is a psychiatric issue. You know, you need to go see a psychiatrist. You need to be working with a therapist. And yes, (laughs) um, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, I still see a therapist. I know, um, Julia, you do as well, just to help kind of navigate the disease and what it does to you and things like that. But you really need to be getting treatment to move forward. It's not just, you know, in your head as a lot of doctors will like to call it. So, working to ensure that people with chronic illness are treated with the respect and getting the care that they deserve is super important to me. So that's why I ended up deciding to go to law school. So that was kind of my like 180 career change. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you and I have both already talked about this, but when you decide on a career or like a path that has actually affected you personally, your level for passion for it and interest and really like drive and motivation is just completely different because all of a sudden you're realizing like how big this has an impact and how, you know, important it really is because you've actually lived through it and experienced it personally. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, like you have your heart just goes out to people that you know are struggling with whatever it is um, because you have this personal experience that can connect to them. And so once I got a little bit healthier, that was, you know, my goal of not everybody gets a little bit healthier. So um, focusing on making sure that those people are able to, you know, you know, start to move towards healing is super important to me. Um, What about you? Do you have any changes that have been, you know, in your life based on Lyme? Definitely. I think, I mean, I also changed, <laughs> had a career change as well. Mm-hmm. I went 
to undergrad doing pre-med and cellular neuroscience, hoping to go to medical school and do the very typical medical trajectory. And then, you know, when I became a patient of the medical system, very similar to you, it just gives you a very sad and newfound perspective on what it's like to be a patient in today's, you know, medical system and Uh realizing, you know, how so many doctors and practitioners and, you know, the way that insurance companies are set up, they really just want to band-aid different symptoms and things like that, rather than getting to the root cause, because it's often more complicated and more expensive and takes a bit more time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really interested in pursuing, you know, integrative health, integrative medicine now um, to try to help similar to you. I mean, when you have this experience, you just want to help everybody who ever experiences anything similar. And I think it just gives you a different outlook on, you know, what your purpose in life is really like, you know, we've both experienced absolutely horrible and horrifying things over these past couple of years. And just knowing that there's so many other people out there who may not have the support or the ability to, you know, get healthier, like you were saying, you know, it's just, it's hard to sit with once you've experienced it. And so I think, you know, having a career path that you're really passionate about and just, you know, both of us have now developed this deep, you know, purpose. Like I know that I want to help everyone who has ever felt like that. And, you know, I definitely did not have that before I got sick. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Like the purpose kind of goes with this other idea that I was thinking about earlier today of like the level of empathy that I have has really expanded. Like my capacity, my capacity for empathy is just kind of like increased, you know, a thousand fold since getting sick. I definitely was an empathetic person when I was younger. And, you know, I took on a lot of, you know, emotions from other people and, you know, tried to help them through it. But being sick has given me a whole new facet and group of people that I can relate to. Um, and people who are really struggling and it's not just relating to them because, um, I feel bad for them, but it's relating to them because I know exactly what they're talking about. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to create this podcast. And, you know, a little bit of why you wanted to as well is to kind of talk to you all and say, you know, that happens to me too. I do that too. That's okay. Like, you know, it's, it's normal for our level of normal. Um, and I think whenever I feel something like that, or someone tells me, you know, something similar along those lines, even Julia, when you and I talk, it's so, I feel so much lighter and I feel like such a relief when other people tell me that I'm not alone in this weird specific symptom that I, nobody could ever understand, but a fellow Lyme patient or a fellow, you know, person with an invisible or chronic illness. Um, right. So I, you know, I agree. I just feel like we've both kind of shifted our paths, but part of me thinks that there was a reason that we were brought here and like that we, I'm glad that both of us are kind of taking hold of that and, you know, running with it. Right. And especially, I mean, chronic illnesses and invisible illnesses can just be so isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, It really, I feel like another thing that 
you know, this illness has given me is like almost a sense of gratitude for, you know, looking out at the world and you, you know, you run into different people, like you were just saying, like at the grocery store or, you know, like when you're driving in traffic or something like that, and you have that urge to be like, oh my God, like, you know, this person's really bothering me or like this person needs to drive faster, whatever. And just taking a moment to be like, well, you don't know what they're going through. You know, they could have had a horrible day. They could be dealing with something like it, it gives you a sense of realizing, you know, like how short life is and how little we know about what's really going on in people's lives and how easily we jump to certain conclusions. And, you know, for, I know for both of us, you know, if you walked by us on the street, you would never say, Oh my God, those two people are extremely sick. And this is the first time they've gone out in days and they're really lonely and they're really isolated and they're in a lot of pain because, you know, you just don't even know that that's happening behind closed doors for different people. And so I just think it gives you such perspective on life in like a, in a beautiful and sad way at the same time of just realizing how many people out there are really suffering and really, you know, enduring a lot more than we give them credit for. Absolutely. Um, I think when we take the time um, and, you know, you, whether it's you're forced to, because you're kind of given this new perspective similar to you and I, or, you know, you just are maybe one of those people who does slow down a little bit and really thinks about what's going on in other people's lives um, and how that affects just your day-to-day, you know, road rage or um, anything like that. Just like the little annoyances and realizing that they're just so unimportant and, the reason behind it is probably not because the person is trying to be irritating or, um, you know, dis- disrespectful or something like that. Like there's probably something else that's going on that's causing that to happen. Um, and seeing kind of the good in a lot of people is something I think for me that has been brought through and also seeing the strength of other people when, you hear stories um, while connecting with people with chronic illness. It's really interesting to get the opportunity to sit there and just say like, wow, I'm so in awe of what you've been through. Um, And people will say that um, I've gotten that personally, you know, people say that to me and I normally don't give myself a lot of credit because it's just kind of like, well, I've lived my life. Like this is what I've had to do. Um, And you know, just taking a second to step back and be like, wow, like, look, if I could do this, there's very few other things that I can't do. Um, and kind of almost giving me a little bit of a boost of confidence for how I'll be able to tackle other stages of my life, because I know that I've been through one of the hardest things that I could go through. Um, that's something that I think has been a real positive for me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely just, really makes you realize, you know, what you're truly capable of when there's nothing else you can do, you know, like you were backed into this corner and, you know, you, you don't have another choice. Like you, you just have to do it. You have to live with it. And you, you know, you, you realize like how your personal strength and, you know, everything that's been building up, like can really actually move you to take on that treatment, take on that sacrifice, you know, leaving university, changing everything about your future career path, like, 
you know, these are huge sacrifices that you have to make and just realizing like, you know, you can do this and looking back and being like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, I was able to do that while also feeling horrible and while also, you know, undergoing 6 million treatments, you know, like it really gives you an appreciation for all that you're capable of both psychologically and like your physical body. Like I think Mm -hmm. something that I really have been thinking about and you know reflecting on since feeling a little bit better is just like how amazing my body is like just the little things you know in mornings that I wake up and I feel okay and I can you know go outside and take a walk you know you don't realize how hard that is until you can't do it yeah you know it's like when I was really sick I remember trying to walk up my driveway was like this huge milestone when I finally was able to do it and like walking up the stairs I couldn't do that for several weeks and now you know I'll take my dog for a walk and I'll just look down at my legs and be like wow I'm very proud of you legs like you're doing this (laughs) like I am so grateful for you know these muscle groups that are working and just like literally being grateful for having the energy to get out of bed and you know make yourself breakfast something that I would never have been grateful for before. But now I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I was was able to go outside and see the sun today. Like what a beautiful day. Like that's all I need today. You know? Mm -hmm. So it, it is, a. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, it's not worth it. You know, Lyme is awful and, you know, having any chronic illness is awful and there's nothing that can make that better, but it does, you know, have these beautiful moments of, giving you things that you would never have otherwise, you know, gotten or thought about. Absolutely. You know, just like this new lease on life a little bit. And it's frustrating because that new lease is usually bogged down by flares that come up and you're like, okay, well, I wanted to live this great life now and I can't. But, um, you know, just the little things being huge wins and stuff like that. I think is, I similarly agree is great. Um, Julia, what are you at treatment wise right now? What are you working on? Um, and what are you looking forward to? Yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm off antibiotics right now, um, which is really nice and really huge. I've been trying to repair my gut for Uh about seven or eight months now after, you know, both of us have gone through so many antibiotics, both, you know, pills to IV to everything and just the things that adjust to your body. Then you, you know, you finally took all the antibiotics to feel a little bit better, but now you have to deal with what everything the antibiotics did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a never ending cycle. So I, you know, I've been dealing with some gut issues and um, I have um, an autoimmune illness known as Addison's disease, which essentially is that my adrenal gland basically fails pretty often. So I go into adrenal failure every couple months. And so I think I'm, I'm getting around the point where my hormones are getting pretty out of, out of balance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking, I'm doing another test and I do them every couple months to a year, you know, testing adrenals, cortisol, all the different hormonal um, pathways and things like that, just to kind of check in. Um, so I'm focusing a bit on those two right now because, you know, body wise, I'm feeling okay. You know, I do 
IV supplements and nutraceuticals and sauna and, you know, different lifestyle things, but I'm trying to focus on, you know, some underlying things for right now, which is okay. Absolutely. (laughs) What about you, Maddie? Well, I just totally agree with you with all of the underlying things can be so they sneak up on you. And sometimes the bigger treatments that you try to do fail if you aren't, you know, balanced in the right way. So I'm excited to see where that goes for you. Um, I personally am working right now on how Lyme affects my brain specifically. Um, A lot of the symptoms that I dealt with were neuropsychiatric or cognition, um, fatigue, all of those kind of things related in that way, um, migraine, stuff like that. So dealing with the really under how Lyme has, you know, changed the function of my brain as well as the structure of my brain. I just did a, um, a PET MRI to kind of see what that looked like. And, um, I'm getting back, I feel like I did a thousand tests and now I'm slowly getting all the results back and trying to put them together and we'll see where that takes me. But, um, working on my brain right now has been, you know, a full-time job and similarly doing a lot of saunas and, um, Julie and I both both also really like um, morning juices and stuff like that um, that are, you know, anti-inflammatory and stuff like that. So um, I'm really excited to keep going with those. And also for me, whenever I get a test done, it's like, okay, I have answers. I have more answers, like more pieces to the puzzle. So I, I look forward to getting those back mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the next couple of weeks. It's definitely, I mean just like you said, like it's pieces to a puzzle. I mean, I think that's something that we're definitely going to go into in further episodes is just how much more complex Lyme and tick-borne disease are. You know, people assume that it's just this very simple, you know, bacterial infection. But I mean, we've talked personally about how much, you know, the, the symptoms can range. And, you know, you have a lot of neurological things. I have a lot of you know, musculoskeletal things and how, mm-hmm. you know, it, it never looks the same for each person. And so it's just, it's literally, you know, the most complex journey trying to piece together, like, you know, okay, I'm having, you know, spells where I can't stand up and I'm really dizzy. Like, is that Lyme? Is that my brain from Lyme? Is that my nervous system from Lyme? You know, mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's so much more complex and so I think that that's something that we have to look forward to in terms of, you know, future episodes. We're definitely going to dig deep into both of our stories. And um, we're hoping to talk to some doctors, talk to some um, Global Lyme Alliance board members and get, you know, a whole range of different perspectives and, you know, outlooks on this disease. And you, know, you can gain a lot from just hearing other people's stories, but we're hoping that also talking to some Lyme experts can bring light to, you know, just how complex this illness is. So thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed our first episode. Catch us next time on Too Much Lyme. Hi, if you'd like to learn more about Lyme disease, there's no place better than the Global Lyme Alliance. At globallymealliance.org, you'll find information on signs and symptoms of the disease, as well as a list of Lyme literate physicians in your area. If you'd like to donate to support Lyme patients and encourage future research, follow the link in the show notes or go to gla.org donate.